Napoleon Hill once said that every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Norman Vincent Pell said, Believe in yourself, have faith in your abilities. Without a humble but reasonable confidence in your own powers, you cannot be successful or happy. I'm so glad today to introduce my guest, who is the first two-time back-to-back 2019 and 2020 West and Central Africa champion of public speaking and the 2020 regional Africa and Middle East champion and finalist at the 2020 World Championship of Public Speaking in Toastmaster. He believes that words can change an individual's life. He is a motivational speaker, a speech and leadership coach, and he has passion for personal development. Welcome, Dr. Ben, to the Unleash the Self podcast. How are you doing? Fine, thank you, Thomas. Great to see you and to connect here again today. It's an honor having you here. Thank you very much for taking out time to thank you to share your knowledge with us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure and an honor. And I can't wait for us to get right in. Just Master Ben, recently you posted something on your Facebook page after coming among the semi-finalists in the Toast, concluded Toastmaster Public Speaking Championship. And the quote goes, never accept defeat for what you can repeat. Now, that quote for me, when I read it, I saw a lot of potential in it, considering the fact that many of us are going through difficult moments and things aren't really that good for a lot of people. Now, when I saw it, I pictured probably there's something behind that quote because it has a strong message to it. So I would like you to tell us what inspired that quote. How did you come about it? All right. Thank you very much. That quote, I heard that quote in church many years ago, sometime, maybe like almost 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, almost or, or anywhere between 15 to 20 years ago. I heard it in church. I was listening and you know, the pastor in church spoke about it and he said, he just quoted it, do not accept defeat for what you can repeat. And it lighted me up. It, it just, it became a light in my soul. It's something I could never, ever forget. So it's like a life model for me. It's something I believe in very strongly. I know that if you can repeat something, you can defeat it. Mm-hmm. I know that if you can try again, you are actually trying better than you tried the first time. So it became something that lifts me up because I had suffered for a long time in my life with okay. a lack of confidence, a lack of belief in myself. Even though it wasn't quite obvious, I looked like the very confident, very cocky mm-hmm. person, but mm-hmm. there was some a good level of insecurity inside me. And so, But that helped me get through my losses. That helped me say, I could try again. I can come up again. I can do it one more time. I can overcome my challenges. I can come back and do it better. I can beat that thing that beat me yesterday. So it's it's a it's a motto for me and I've used it all the while. From my very first contest in Toastmasters, I used it. I, I wrote it down as one of my quotes and I used that to come back and come back again. And yes, I went to the semifinals of the championship and I went all the way to the finals also. I didn't I didn't place among the first three. 
Okay. But I was in the finals, and that's big. It's a big deal for me, sure. and I learned so much. The journey was very enriching, and I know that I can try again. You know, I can yes. come back again tomorrow, and I can do better than I did the first. So you Thank said you. while growing up that you sort of lack confidence in yourself, although it doesn't show. Although it doesn't show, because I can tell personally from my interactions with you, can you tell us in in what areas in your life do you feel that you've you lacked confidence up to this moment where you sort of believed in yourself and also put yourself into this personal growth process leading up to you going on to contest for for public speaking contest so can you tell us how growing up or your adults what's in what areas were you lacking the confidence you spoke about well personally i am more of a reserved person i'm not exactly a, an extrovert i'm more of an introvert okay and even though i i can speak well mm-hmm. i have been able to speak well for several reasons i my, my mother is an english teacher oh, wow. and she has been correcting our yes <laughs> I, she has been correcting our english right from when we were little kids so so when i speak i notice that i command some attention because of my use of grammar my understanding of words and we loved reading as children we had a lot of books at home so i i, I have a fairly broad knowledge of you know many things so i had noticed that but still i was a reserved person and when you're reserved when someone is introverted mm-hmm. there's this tendency to just fixate on what you feel what you want what you are afraid of yeah. and not speak about it and not confront it as it were. So mm-hmm. I had that problem and I was, there are many things I was, I, I was doubting about myself, particularly when I, as I grew older and I noticed I was not doing well in some things, like I did poorly in secondary school. I didn't do very well in secondary school. Mm-hmm. I was coming like bottom of the class. It was just getting worse as I was going on, going on and so on and so forth. So when, when, when you when you have dreams, you want to be great, you want to do all this, and then you're not, you don't, your grades are poor, and then you ask yourself, what is it that you know how to do? You find out you can't really do much. You pay, you, other people are doing this and that, you are not doing much. So you just keep withdrawing into your shell and thinking, okay, but I was able to get a handle of a few things that I knew how to do. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm a trained veterinary doctor, I'm a veterinary surgeon, so I'm a doctor. Okay. And one of the reasons why I picked that profession was that I noticed, even as I was doing poorly in school, I loved biology. I didn't have to read much to okay. understand and also to answer the questions in biology. So I just fixated on that. I knew that I loved the life sciences. I was not too good at chemistry or physics and all that stuff, but I, I loved biology. So it became a propeller for me. As in, it became something that, that pushed me to, 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 to want to study. I, I loved biology. I loved animals. I was not so crazy about treating people as much as I was about <laughs> treating animals. So when, when I noticed that, it became a, a point for me to, to focus on. And it allowed me to pick my grades and make my grades better because I was doing something I loved to do. So it became a key for developing confidence in me. I knew that if I loved something, I did well in it and it gave me personal confidence. So I really focused on that. And even though I had challenges in school, you know, I. Even after I'd become, I had went to university and I was a doctor, I, when I failed courses and so on and so forth, I still knew that I loved what I was doing. And that love for what I was doing motivated me to continue going on. And then coming back to, to the present time, mm-hmm. you know, I had known for a long time that I loved to speak. Okay. And the truth is that ever since I was a teenager, I've actually been speaking mostly in smaller circles 
and religious circles and so on. But I had not given full attention of fear, self-doubt and all that. So finding Toastmasters and finding that environment of people that loved speaking, that encouraged you, that made you feel better, even though you felt like you were a great speaker, mm-hmm. you know, that showed you that you, you, you had faults in your speaking and you can do better. And then they were encouraging you. They're not trying to beat you down. People were helping you, trying to see how you can get better. Oh God, I just fell in love with that atmosphere. And I just wanted to do more and more and more. And I realized it could be a platform for me to continue developing the speaking that I love to do. So that confidence was really built out of doing what I love. When you do what you love, it becomes easy because that's really most of the time what you're gifted in, what you have talents and abilities and graces for. So when you when you love something, it's easier for you to deploy it, to get yourself doing it, to get excited and even to be creative in doing it. And so that's where all the confidence and that's where more and more self-doubt was removed from myself, from my life. And I, I, I just kept going. I, I believe I can beat anybody. I believe I can be the world champion of public speaking. I believe I can outspeak anybody. And That's it's nice. not because I feel less than me or they are. No, it just I just believe that I am gifted in this area. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed and I can do it. And I, I go ahead and do it. And that's, that's, that's what it takes. I mean, that's what focusing on what you love does for you. It gives you confidence. It gives you the ability to just continue going on. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. So, Dr. Ben, tell me. Based on what you've said, right, I want I want to know from you, what do you think is the main reason why yeah. people usually lack confidence in themselves or develop this low self-esteem? I heard you saying your grades and all that, but can you just tell us what do you think is the main reason why people go that length where they lose confidence in themselves and also sort of develop low self-esteem? Well, First and foremost, I think when, when when anybody fails, there's a tendency for you to just just feel less confident, feel like you can't make it, like it's impossible, like it's just going to get worse and so on and so forth. So it happens to all of us. We all fail at one point or the other. Yeah. So, But then when failure happens and then you don't get the right feedback, yeah. and the right feedback normally comes from having a great, great mentor or great mentors in your life, yeah. And also by having a great company of people around you, friends, you know, peers, and so on, that can encourage you and tell you, this thing can be done now. You lost, yes, but you can do better next time. Yeah. When you have that kind of atmosphere, it doesn't matter whether they're friends, whether they're family, fathers, siblings, and so on, schoolmates. If you have community of people, yeah, they don't have to be too many, close to you, that can give you the right feedback. You can actually turn your failures into stepping stones. So... A lot of people, of course, fail because, I mean, have less less confidence because of their failure. But then it just gets worse because they don't have the right company around them. They don't have a mentor. They don't have the right friends around them to support them, the right system around them to support them. So it just keeps getting worse because when you keep getting bogged down, when somebody tells you you can't do it, and then someone looks at you, a teacher that should be encouraging and tell you that you can't do it, tells you you're useless, you're stupid, you're you're dumb. You can't do it. You, you you can't amount to anything. It it builds up in you, yes. and it begins to it it now becomes your own self talk. And and when it becomes your own self talk, you're you're self sabotaging yourself. So it doesn't matter what you do. You're mm-hmm. going to be telling yourself you can't do it, and you just be going through the motions. And at the end of the day, you just keep failing. It becomes a cycle, until of course you can get lights and 
better understanding about yourself. You can get someone that believes in you and tells you you can do it. And then that becomes your own self-talk. And then you now begin to do that. So I, I think that's the reason why people get bogged down eventually. Failures and negative self-talks, right? Yeah. Yes. So how do you think, based on your your level of knowledge now and how far you've come, the level of defeat you've overcome yes. and all the failures and all the lessons you've learned, what are the steps you think we should use when when we are faced with failures or setbacks? What would you say we should do if for anyone who is experiencing failure? What advice would you give them? Okay, well, for anyone, I'm an advocate of learning. I believe okay. that if you are learn, if you believe in learning, mm-hmm. if you believe in in developing your mind, if you believe in getting new information every yeah. day, adding more knowledge to yourself, you are predisposed to get the the knowledge. That boosts you up and makes you better. I believe Anthony, I think Anthony Robbins calls them. Diff- oh God, I forgot the, the words he uses. <laughs> but you know, you begin to get details that actually separate you from everybody else. Yes. That actually can help you differentiate failure from a stepping stone, an opportunity from uh, difficulty. Yes. You now begin to see things differently. So, it is important to be a lifelong learner, to be someone that reads to be someone that studies and observes, and then to be someone that is willing to learn from somebody that has gone ahead of you. Sure. Nowadays, we have a lot of people. We have, we're in an age of, of dependence. I mean, independence. Everybody wants to be independent. Nobody wants to be told what to do. Nobody wants to be instructed and so yeah. on. So you, you, you have a lot of people that don't want to submit to a mentor. Yeah. And that is a bad habit. A mentor kind of sees things far ahead than you can. So if you're on a journey, and it would take you maybe 10 years to go. A mentor can reduce that to two years for you because he has probably gone through similar and can see the, the problems that you're having or you're potentially going to have and can instruct you on how to avoid them. So being a lifelong learner, being able to submit to a, a, a mentor, a teacher, an instructor, that also helps a great deal. So these things are the things that you add to yourself to change your knowledge about yourself, about your mind, about your your person, about what you believe in. I'll tell you a story. One of my speeches yeah. is about is uh, I, I called it lighter than air. Okay. And it was I was inspired by what happened to a, a, a I, I read a story about a little boy mm-hmm. who saw a man filling uh, balloons with helium. Yeah. Now when you fill balloons with helium, they they rise and they fly. If you fill them with ordinary air, they, they're heavier, and so they fall. Yeah. But if you fill them with helium, they rise and they fly very easily. Okay. So he saw, them, he saw the man filling balloons with all kinds of colors, red, blue, yellow, white, and so on. They're all flying and going. And then the kid, kid now asked him, he said, because he was a black boy, mm. and he asked the man, he said, sir, will, will black balloons fly? <laughs> and, and the man, yeah. And the man now felt, oh, oh my God, this boy thinks maybe because he's black, you know, he can't yes. soar in life. He can't, wow. he can't fly. There's something about blackness that just brings you down. So he looked wow. the boy in the eye and said, Son, it's not what color they are. It's what they've got inside. Wow. It's what they've got inside. Wow. So it's not about the color. It's not about what you look on the outside. It's about what you carry inside of you. So if you carry great information, you carry light, you carry good instruction, you carry great knowledge, it is easier and it is a guarantee to a great extent that you are going to fly 
that you're going to make it, that you're going to be able to overcome the challenges that you have. But when you fill yourself with all the information that bogs you down, heavyweights, whether it is ignorance, whether it is anger, depression, those things are going to bring you down. But then great light, great information, good stuff, so to speak, lifts you up. And so no matter what circumstances you go through, you can go up, you can fly. And that, that's, that, that was the inspiration for my speech. And, and I, I believe that, that one of the things about human beings is that if we can focus mm-hmm. on the things that matter most, okay. we can be lighter inside, we can keep rising. And that's where all this information, when you're learning, when you have a great mentor, these things tend to lift you. They make you lighter on the inside. They make you smarter. They make you, they make you take better decisions. And then you fly. Wow. Great yeah. insight there, Dr. Ben. The balloon analogy is so powerful, you know. It's not yeah. what's outside, it's what's inside. You know, living in this part of the world where yeah. there are different challenges and all that, it can it can be quite easy for someone to get depressed, get sad and get defeated. But like you said, when you feed your mind with good things, when you keep on learning when you find mentors that's the key to success i don't know somehow these days people find it hard to engage in this personal development thing and learning i don't know probably maybe they feel it's expensive or, or whatever because surely where we this part of the country or this part of the world things to some extent isn't the way it's supposed to be but again getting a mentor i don't think it's something that should be a problem right so but what do you think what's the problem is it that we don't have adequate mentors people who are ready to mentor others or people aren't ready to be mentored and why do you think people aren't really ready to be mentored aside the freedom thing you said what's the main reason why you think people don't submit themselves to mentorship so that they can grow well there are, there are really a bunch of reasons and um, they are probably inexhaustible but in a, in a few if i think about a few the way society is structured today yeah. is a little bit different from how it was 20 50 years ago yeah um, the world was a much smaller place you had just your community you know your family your your village or your small town and so on and so forth and you didn't know what was happening around the world very quickly. What was yeah. happening around the world had to take some time before it got to you. So you, your sense of, of belonging was really attached to your immediate base, you know, your home, your family, your community, and so on and so forth. But now it's different. We have big cities and you have, a, you have loads of information. You have an ability to actually earn money and live freely almost anywhere you want. Particularly, I mean, if, if you're in a country, you can be in a village somewhere a hundred kilometers from the city. And if you have enough guts, you can get to the city, you can start making some money and start living on your own. Now, you may not be a millionaire or anything, but you can actually live on your own and make, and make a living for yourself. You can entertain yourself with the money that you make. You can have a house. I mean, all right, you can rent a, a place to stay. You can get a television set. You can even get Netflix on your phone. Uh, you have facebook you have uh, instagram so those things can allow you to just build a little life just for yourself 
Yeah. And then when you see what you have on social media, it's all about me, 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 you know, and what I want, what I feel, and so on and so forth. And so you can get carried away with that structure. Being that you've left a nuclear, smaller structure to a bigger world with all kinds of complexities. Now, the, the, the challenge, of course, is that when you are in a smaller place, it is easier to look at up to your father, to a community leader, to the, to the big businessman in the village, to that welder that was the only welder there, you know. And so it's easier for you to actually pick a path and learn from these people to actually make something for yourself. But then yeah. when you're in the bigger world and then you're exposed to a lot of distractions and entertainment that is cheap, so to speak, if you have the money, you know, yes, even if a small amount of money, you can entertain yourself. It actually now takes you away from those opportunities. Yeah. Because when you're with fewer people, it's easy, easier for you to now focus on, okay, this is what I want to do. Okay, I want to be like this person. I want to follow. But then when you're in a bigger world and everybody else that is doing great can seem far away from you. And then you have a lot to entertain yourself with. <laughs> it becomes harder. So, that being said, the way the world has changed yeah. actually makes it a little bit harder for people to find mentors or rather to look for mentors because there are a lot of things to distract you. So, you may think, okay, I don't need anybody. I'm just going to enjoy my life. And when I go, I go. The second thing, of course, is that there are people that have actually suffered in the hands of mentors. They have gone through some very bad things. Some people have said, oh, let me mentor you. Oh, let me take care of you. Oh, let me help you learn this trade. And then they take advantage of them. Yeah. You know, they abuse them, whether it is physically, whether it is verbally, whether it is sexually. And that experience makes them not want to have anything to do with anybody again. Because they'll see mentors as manipulators. And when you have such experiences, it makes you, you know, also withdraw to your shell or avoiding such people entirely. And wanted, wanted to create a life for yourself on your own. But you owe it to yourself. Every young person owes it to himself to go ahead of those that, are, that came before them, to do better than what was there before. before them. So if you're coming from somewhere and you're, 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 let's say you're a graphic artist and you love graphic arts and you, you want to be the best in graphic art, you have to look for the best in graphic art and go out there and learn from that person and exceed what that person has done. Now, if it is difficult to reach that, reach out to that person, there are ways to go around it. You can follow them quietly. You can follow them in social media. You can, you can meet them. And if you have a bad experience, you can avoid that person and find somebody else. You just have to keep going because getting a mentor and learning is not, it's not about them. It's really about you. So you owe it to yourself to get the best for yourself to move forward. Now, if you focus on what you've lost, you will not be able to gain more. So you may have lost trust. Yeah, you may have lost trust. You may have lost the ability to believe in somebody that you believe before you in someone else because you owe it to yourself to be better. And that mentor can help you get better. Admittedly, there are few things in life, very few things in life actually, where you someone wants to do something and there's nobody that has done it before. But those are very few. And when you look at it critically, someone has done something similar. So you can learn from people. So yes, there are challenges, really. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer that someone, if you're going to find a mentor, it is your responsibility to follow the mentor. It's not the mentor's responsibility to follow you. Yes. You know. At the same time, we, yes. At the same time, we know that there are a lot of people that really don't don't have time for you. They don't care about you, <laughs> and they may yeah. call themselves your mentors, or you may you may call them your mentors, but they, really you're not getting value from the relationship. That is true. But you owe it to yourself to get past that 
and find what helps you to move forward. Yeah, I took out two points from what you said. One is that you owe it to yourself yes. to grow. You, it's your responsibility to yes. commit to that path of growth because in the end, it's your life and what you become of it, it's solely your responsibility. It's no one's business. Everyone has their own yes. challenges they are going through. So if you don't commit to that growth, if you don't put your mind to making your life better, it will never get better. And you talked about the distractions that we face these days. Truly, like I usually tell people, especially people I work with, you know, I noticed a trend when it comes to people who lack confidence, people who sort of are depressed, facing some challenge, which we all face. They tend to talk bad about themselves. And most people, they tell you there's no point living anymore, right? When you, when you dig deep and ask them questions, why do they feel that way? It all goes down to, I see this person living this way. That means my life isn't going well. Or all over this, my friends are doing well and I'm not doing well. And I I ask them, do you think the path you are meant to walk in this life is the same with your friend? Usually that's the question. Like, no, but I'm supposed, I'm like, you see, that's another problem. The supposed attitude. Like I'm supposed yes. to this, I'm yes. supposed to that. So that 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 supposed to put a lot of strain on people's life, and it makes them feel like they are not their life is not really worth it. Like they are worthless in life. That people are much better, and mm. it's in most parts it goes on to affect the confidence of most people. Okay, it goes on to affect. I said this because even in um, Toastmasters when we first got in, I remember. I used to look at other people who speak and I compare myself. I'm like, I'm like, wow, will I ever get to this point? But it was, <laughs> I, I learned my lesson though through, like you said, mentors. They helped me realize that everyone has their path to follow and my path is different from every other person's own. I should focus my attention on what I want. That's my personal growth, which, like you said, is my responsibility. Yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Ben. I love this conversation. Now, let's get to you joining public speaking. Public speaking, like we know, it's a challenge, right? Mm. It's a challenge which most people dread. And most people, like I mentioned, people would prefer to die rather than speak in public. And most part, it has to do with fear, the lack of confidence, the low self-esteem and all that. Now, can you tell us Mm. what gave you that courage to embark on this journey to go on to become a speaker what what motivated you okay like i said for the most part ever since i was a teenage boy i had been speaking and the first time i spoke you know among a group of young people like myself i remember i was shivering okay i was like i had a fever as in it was (laughs) i was terrified yeah but i noticed that i could not stop i couldn't stop i just kept going i didn't want to stop i mean i was scared but I didn't want to stop. <laughs> so that told me something. That, that was one of the things that informed me to know that I, I'm, a, I'm a gifted speaker. And I, I love speaking. I believe in speaking. Now, it doesn't mean that I was a great speaker from the beginning. And in mm-hmm. fact, joining Toastmasters, I realized I was not a very effective speaker. And I learned so many things that helped me improve in my effectiveness. So 
the point is now even though i was speaking i've been speaking i noticed i, I love speaking and i just kept on speaking but mostly in religious circles sometimes uh, small trainings as a compare you know as a uh, master of ceremonies and so on and so forth but really in small circles but i never wanted to do anything big because i didn't think i was good enough to say for being big or i was you know postponing i was just like procrastinating okay yeah. after this i'm going to or maybe later i'm going to you know and I, there was a lot of self-doubt as well i, mm-hmm. I didn't feel you know i i had what it took to be like so and so like so and so speaking i wanted to but i just kept holding back i kept holding back i kept holding back so mm, joining toastmasters okay I, yeah i remember before 2007 i believe one of nigeria's foremost public speakers Feladu Otoe came for a, a meeting in, in just where I was serving and working. And I had never heard of him before. That was the first time I heard about him. And I was I was blown away by his abilities. I mean, I was, this guy is incredible. I literally wanted to drop everything I was doing and just follow him. He said, I'll work for free for you. So just, let me just follow you. Let me just learn from you. I, I just, let me just follow you wherever it is you're going. I was already a doctor. I had a career ahead of me. I said, okay, let me just focus on my career. Calm down, calm down, calm down. And sometimes I think about it and I feel maybe what would my life have been like if I had actually done that because I was that fired up, I was that passionate. And it's really important to take steps in the area of your passion and your calling and your abilities. But in any case, it's not something I did. Probably I wouldn't have met my wife and married her, so I don't regret it. <laughs> you know. So but in any case, a few years down the line, after I got married and after I had my children, I lost Two of my children, very unfortunate circumstances, and in a space of ten months, one of them passed away. Aldrin passed away first; it was my firstborn, and then my secondborn son too passed away about ten months later. It was so painful, and also uh, to our family. Thank you. So that period, you know, I was more or less going in and out of depression. Depression is not exactly something that I'm predisposed to. I'm a mean, light-hearted fellow to a great extent, but that really brought me down, and. It, made me question everything I believed in as a person. It made me question my direction in life. It made me question my faith. It made me question my choices. And I had to ask myself, you know, thank God for for friends, for family that just held me together, you know, held us as a family, helped us, encouraged us. We even moved. One of the reasons why I moved cities, I used to stay in Kaduna and I moved from Kaduna to the capital city, Abuja, because of that circumstance or what happened to to us as a family but you know that occurrence that loss was a turning point for me because i had to start asking myself what am i doing with myself what am i doing with my giftings am i just going to go through life without facing some of these things that i'm gifted for am i going to just pass away one day without exploring the gifts that i have as a person so it made me begin to say you you have to go on full cylinders yeah you can't be casual again about your life about your friends about your giftings about your ability and coincidentally around that season uh, an in-law of my wife an auntie of my wife mm-hmm. my in-law invited me to a toastmasters meeting and when she invited me to a toastmasters meeting i said that's, that's it <laughs> that's it this is this is what i've been looking for i'd heard about toastmasters probably because i, I mean I, I read a lot and all that but i really didn't know what they were doing so when i came for that meeting i was excited i said this is what i've been looking for. i just dove into it i didn't even have enough money to register as of that time i mean i the effect of losing my children affected me every way, financially, all manner, everything. So couldn't do it immediately, but I knew I wanted to be a And I joined and it made me to continue or I had to build 
that area. Now, I knew that I wanted to be a speaker. I knew I wanted to impact people with my knowledge, with my inspiration. I wanted to motivate people. I wanted to inspire people. I wanted to inform and educate people. Yeah. And so I knew that being a Toastmaster, being a Toastmaster is a platform that would allow me to actually express that and also connect me with different audiences, give me a name that could allow people to listen to me and learn from me and so on. So I I went into a full blast. I took everything seriously and that was how I was built up. You know, if if you are living life casual actions, if you're living life without thinking about where you would be 10, 15, 20, 30 years, if you're not thinking about all the things that you're blessed with and how much you can lose all that. Yeah just a matter of years you're not going to take certain things seriously now now not everybody is born not everybody's like wanting to speak you know you want to be a speaker you want to reach yeah. the world speaking not everybody has that yeah but you see you must acknowledge yes you must acknowledge that there's an impact of speaking in your own life that yeah. probably in the workplace you couldn't get your idea across to your boss because you couldn't speak well, you couldn't communicate well. And somebody else didn't have an idea half as good as yours, was able to do that and they are ahead of you. You are probably a salesperson and you're so poor in your sales. You know what to do, you know how great that product is, but you can't communicate that idea to your to the people, to your customers. And then you lose sales, you're not making much progress in that area. The impact of communication skills and public speaking is all around us. And if you acknowledge that, it is something that you should just face. It's not something you should run away from. You should face it. You should face it. And even the billionaire himself, Warren Buffett, said that you can increase 50% of your value yeah. in the workplace, whatever you're doing, by building your communication skills or building your public speaking skills. And he felt that one of the greatest things that he did for himself was learn how to speak publicly and speak well in the public. So it's it's something that you should face. And when you think about the impact of these things in your life, take make you take these things more seriously and do whatever it takes to get out there. And for me, it was in finding a community that allowed me to express those gifts and to make progress in that area. And I would encourage anybody to do the same thing. Find your niche, find your community, and just keep going, keep, keep going, no matter what, yeah. There's something you said that resonated with me. You had to face the fear. I think that's very important message for everyone out there who's trying out something in life or trying to you know find your path in life sometimes you just have to not sometimes you just have to face your fears you just have to realize that this is the moment you have and just give it your all whether you fail or not it's the trying it's it's more than not doing anything at all you know and looking at you right now and the level of progress you've made you know you coming back to just face that fear and engage in this public speaking thing and for me i think to some extent there are much benefits you get to gain when you engage in public speaking because personally I, I would tell in my personal life it's one of the things that led me into this coaching profession after engaging in public speaking for a while i sort of developed my self-confidence i started realizing some things i was putting off like not taking chances and it made me become more aware of what life was all about. Like you said, it's not, it doesn't pay just staying one place, fidgeting, living in a low way in life and think just beating yourself up and not taking action. 
I think yes. it, yeah, it's, it's a message yes. everyone has to learn. At some point, you just have to wake up. Like you said, your yes. growth is your responsibility. You just have to take action. Yes. And definitely, it's going to take you places you never dreamed of. So, Dr. Beng, can you tell us what you think yes. people should do you know, to overcome their fears and develop that confidence either in public speaking or whatever they are doing, what do you think is necessary for you to develop self-confidence? Okay. Like like I said earlier, the first thing to do is to face your fear. Yeah. Uh, there's an African proverb that says, some, when I say African, I can't remember exactly. I think somewhere in East Africa, I can't remember exactly where, but it, it says, if you want to learn how to chop down a tree, chop down a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. So you know, like if you if you're going to learn how to chop that, you just chop that. Go yes. ahead and just chop it down. It's not going. You're you're not really going to learn that much from chopping down a shrub or mm-hmm. chopping down cutting grass. No. Yes. If you really want to learn how to chop that, you go ahead and face that tree. So you have to face the fear and actually go out there and just speak. It doesn't matter whether you're speaking to your little children speaking to your colleagues you have to go out there and, yeah. and I, I remember a world champion calls it stage time stage time stage time stage time that every time you stand in front of people it's like stage time yeah. and that stage time gets you better stage time takes care of stage fright if you have stage fright get more stage time don't get less stage time get more stage time the more stage time the less stage fright so if it is the first thing. Now, the, the trick here is that a lot of people are afraid of what will happen when they stand in front of them. Mm. So that fear actually keeps them away even longer. Ah, people are going to laugh at me. Or they're going to say my English is horrible. Or they're going to say this. Or they're going to say that. Oh, I'm going to bomb. Oh, I'm not going to be able to say a word. Yes, it is possible. And in fact, that those experiences can make some people not whoever want. So that takes me to finding a community finding a mentor, finding a system of people that helps you speak in your area of speaking, what you want to do. So Toastmasters is actually a, a perfect family. There are different organizations around the world that usually offer you that kind of opportunity. I, I don't know many, like Nigeria here, I don't know if so many public speaking of organizations, I can't think of any apart from Toastmasters. In America, I think there's the National Speakers Association and usually it's a lot of times for professional speakers, who that want to be professional speakers. But Toastmasters is actually a genius system that allows almost anyone, practically anyone, even if you're a, a stutterer, you have a bad stutter, you can learn to speak better when you're in Toastmasters. So that is a great community for you to join, to allow you to be able to hone in your public speaking skill. Because it's a skill, it's not a gift, it's yeah. a skill. Now, it looks like something like gifted, and I admit it, particularly looking at what happens when they're younger, you know, how much they do, how much yeah. you able to stay and so on and so forth yes i, I would yeah, it's arguable but I, I won't argue too much about that but the truth is at the end of the day even people that look like horrible speakers like they don't have any courage they don't look good they end up even being better speakers than those that look gifted that look great physically and so on and so forth and have great oratorial voices why because public speaking is really more of a skill than it is a gift so you come into an, a community of people that can help you, that can encourage you, that can help build what you're doing. And then you get a mentor that can instruct you and tell you, oh, you can do this better, you can do this better, you can change this, you can prop this up. When you have that, it is easier and 
it's like a guarantee that you're going to get better at speaking. So that is what someone can do. You can face it, first of all, just face it, go head on and start speaking. But then be cautious so that you don't lose all your courage. You don't get discouraged by the feedback you're going to get because you can get to a group like, like, this is horrible. I've not heard anybody speak like this before. This is the worst speech I've ever heard in my life. Oh, where, where, where I want to come up there. So be cautious. You can start with smaller crowds. You can start with your family members and you can build from there. And then if you have a community like Toastmasters or any other community out there, it doesn't matter where it is, where we have a group of friends that go, oh, let's help each other become better. Work with those people. And the more you speak, the more you have stage time, the less you have stage time. That's nice. So I've heard what you said and you mentioned face your fears. Your environment matters a lot. Yes. Yeah, your environment matters a lot because when you surround yourself with negative people, they sort of affect you. And when you associate with people who are less confident, it's rub on you and you lose the little confidence you have in yourself and you just have to face your fear at the end of it all you just have to do it put yourself out there no matter what it is start somewhere that's how you can get better by practicing that's how you develop mastery to life so dr ben while in toastmaster i you contested the first time and for some reason you didn't go as far as you did this time and yes for many people, they might give up based on the circumstance of what happened, but you didn't give up. You came back again and contested, and this time you went all the way to be among the semi-finalists in the championship, in the Toastmasters speaking contest. Finalists. Finalists. Okay, finalists. Okay, thanks for correcting me. Finalists. Out of how many? Yes. How, out of how many contestants? Over 30,000 contestants. Okay, out of... 30,000 contestants. Wow, that's a big feat. So, the point is you came back to contest again. For someone who tried the first time and failing, they might just give up. What inspired you? What led you to say to yourself, I'm going to do this again. I'll, I have to give it a go again. What okay, mindset? Well, what pushes first you? Off, well, I, I discussed part of that earlier. Do not yeah. accept defeat for what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that's strong. I can repeat it so I can defeat it. So, that is a driving force for me. So the, the circumstances behind the first year, okay, we, we had, uh, we have our contest from the club, to the area, to the division, and then the district. From the district, usually you go for the semi-finals, international semi-finals, and then the finals, world championship, or probably speak. Yeah. But the rules change a little bit. District winners no longer go straight to the semi-finals. There is a quarter final where your videos, your winning videos are taken yeah. and then they are judged among other districts in your region. There are about so 14 regions and so several districts under every region you now pick a winner. That was what they did last year. So I didn't even know about it until I was in the contest. People on, in the district contest itself on that same day, people knew but they didn't tell me because it may discourage me. <laughs> so, <laughs> in any case, I I found out and I was crestfallen. I, I felt, oh my, this is terrible. I thought I was going all the way because I felt I went yeah I'm going all the way so it was a little bit discouraging but still I'm, I'm going to put my best foot forward so I contested and I won the district but did not win the region I yeah. wasn't able to qualify from the region so it was discouraging yes but I, I don't know how to stay discouraged for too long really because like I said you you, you have to, you can't accept defeat for what, what you, you can repeat even if it was impossible for me to repeat the contest again. Let's imagine that maybe I lost my voice. Maybe somebody cut off my tongue, <laughs> you know, and I can't speak anymore or something. Yeah. 
I would still have something to live for. When there's life, there's hope. I believe very strongly that a living dog is better than a dead lion. I believe that. I read that in the Bible and I believe that very strong. That life is a potent force for possibilities. So, I really can't stay discouraged for too long. And even though it hurt, but hey, I did my best and I learned a lot. The journey itself was fantastic. I learned so much. I connected with people that I'd never connected before. I, I went to a new country I had not been before for the, for the district championship. And you know what? It was such a beautiful experience. So, even though I didn't win, you know, uh, the contest to, to the quarterfinals, I had won as an individual. I had changed. I had improved. I had grown. So it was something to hold on to, something, something to enjoy as a person. So yeah. it, it wasn't enough to discourage. And then, of course, there's next year. Now, even though next year looked another difficult ride because it was really tasking for me. It was yeah. physically exhausting, mentally exhausting, financially exhausting. It was, ooh, wow. So I wasn't looking forward to doing it again. But I felt to myself, hey, why not try? Just go ahead. You know, you love this. Now, that's another thing. Not being discouraged, trying over again is one thing. But then when you love doing something, mm. it's difficult for you to stop. Really. When you enjoy something, that's why it's good to, to work on the things that you enjoy the most. Or even if you're doing something you don't enjoy, you can find something in that that you enjoy. When you focus on what you enjoy, even in the midst of things you don't enjoy, it is easier for you to get up and do it again. So I, I love speaking. So what the hell? <laughs> the contest is there. Let's just go ahead. Wherever I that we can stop we stop if i can't go further fine no problem so i was willing to just go ahead and just continue and uh, covid19 came and it changed into video contest made it a bit more challenging in the way we mm. normally speak yeah but i was able to overcome those challenges and i qualified from the region i said it was incredible i yeah even though i didn't know i of course i didn't know whether i was going to qualify or not there was no guarantee there was a possibility that i was not going to qualify all over, but it didn't really mean anything. I already had it in my mind that I was going to do this again. Yeah. Even if I fail now, I would do it. I, I remember, oh, sorry, I'm thinking about, I remember as a, as a young boy, I found dog breeding. Hmm. I, I, I found about, about dog breeding and I loved Rottweilers. I love Rottweilers. Oh. And I got this Rottweiler, a beautiful Rottweiler from my uncle and I was going to breed that Rottweiler, you know, make money from it, have it as a pet, make money, sell the puppies and all that. It was a great financial boost. It, was, it had the potential of being a great financial boost. Mm-hmm. So my parents helped me buy it, you know, and I was excited and everything, but it didn't work. You know, she never got pregnant. Mm-hmm. We take her for meeting and she didn't get pregnant. We were spending money, no no puppies, nothing. Yeah. A year after, I think we spent like three years doing that over and over again and nothing came out of it. My parents got tired and they were like, get rid of this dog. Because they were spending more money than I was still in schools. So yeah. they were the ones spending most of the money. But so I had to sell the dog. I sold the dog. And this, I sold the dog. Coincidentally, after we sold the dog, the dog got pregnant. <laughs> 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 it was so difficult. Um, but, but this is the key here. When yeah. I did it, I said to myself, this dog breed, I'm going to do it. As, in, as I was selling it, I was like, this dog breed, I am going to do it. As in, I've made up my mind. Yeah. So even though this was difficult, I had lost. There was something in my mind that was saying, it's not this. Say it's this. We'll find another one. I'm going to get more money. I'm going to buy my own. I'm going to do this all mm-hmm. over again. So when you have that mindset, because I had seen something I loved, I seen something I enjoyed, and I also had a passion for it, and I knew that I could work. So it's the same thing with this speaking thing. Yeah. I believe that I can work. I, mean, I knew I could work it. I knew I can improve. I knew I can get better. So even if I fail, 
I know I can do it and I know I can just try it all over again. So despite the discouragement, the losses, there was still a lot of wins inside me and I I can do this again. So I just I just it just it just propelled me to go further. And this year, mm. thank God, we went all the way to the finals. finals and yeah. it was standing with, with veterans, what I call veterans I see. Yeah, it was remarkable. So, some people that have <laughs> The people that had been in the world championship several times it was yeah. incredible listening to them speak you know knowing that they were just human beings like myself yes <laughs> yes yes it's true supernatural beings as i had been seeing them all the while and it was a beautiful beautiful rewarding experience so it's yeah i don't plan to do that this year i will plan to do that next year i want to take a year and take a break but in any case it was a wonderful experience and yes i i, I could do it again and i knew I can always go I I can go 10 times I can go 100 times if yeah. it's possible because yeah. it's not really about winning the trophy it's about the journey it's really about it. yeah truly it's all about the journey and like you said the fear we yeah. usually conjure in our heads the we, the way we let fear cripple us because we think people are better than us like you said going forward contesting in the world championship made you realize that we are all flesh and blood there is nothing to worry about and for, for some reason I, i don't know how most of us still let this thing hold us down this comparison and all that but for you you came to discover that it was baseless and that we are all the same we are all people who are just trying to yeah, grow in yeah. life if if i use if i use an illustration i got from someone he said my pastor in church once said if you are in a bus mm. and you're and you know you're sitting in the back you're not going to have a view of what's happening in front yeah. you don't sit in front are going to see things first before you and they are like ahead of you yeah but you are in the same bus, bus. <laughs> wow. yeah you're in the same bus and you're headed in the same direction so even though you are at the back Yes. You are still in the, in same, the bus. The same bus. So I see that even though I'm I'm the smallest, I'm the the runt in the litter as far as yeah. the, the competition is concerned. Even though I I'm the least experienced, I'm the one that has not done much, I've not achieved much. I'm still in the same bus, bus. <laughs> and experiencing so the same view. So we're together in this. I'm experiencing the same view at the end of the day, even though yes. they are seeing it before me, but what the hell, I'm still seeing it. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's it's still a valuable experience and I'm still learning a lot wow. by it. So. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Ben, for taking out time to share your experience with us. Before we go, I'd like you to, you know, briefly tell us how well you, how do you use your skill as a public speaker? to help people navigate through their challenge and also overcome their fears. Okay. Uh, first of all, I am I'm I, I'm a leader in church. Yeah. In my fellowship, I've been part of the fellowship ever since I was and left secondary school. So I've been speaking and teaching in church, Bible studies, etc. Young people I love speaking to young people, motivating them, encouraging them, inspiring them. I've been doing that. Uh, principally in religious areas but then beyond that I've had opportunities in different areas to speak to people to to inspire to motivate to train to facilitate in different areas in business in entrepreneurship and so on and so forth so I've done some great stuff in that area too and I enjoyed the journey in that area as the same time I also do compare I'm also a comparison I master of ceremonies mm-hmm. I do that too and 
it's enjoyable it allows me to connect with my audience allow a meeting to go smoothly to facilitate a discussion and so on and so forth dr ben a final word to everyone who is in is somehow lacking in confidence having low self-esteem doubting themselves about their abilities in a final word what would you say to these people well first of all i would say everybody has self-doubt at one point or the other it doesn't matter who you are what you're doing no matter how confident you are or look we yes. all have self-doubt yes. but the difference between winners and losers is that winners get rid of the self-doubt and even if they are are free even while doubting themselves they do the things that people mm-hmm. say they cannot hear themselves saying they can't do so fight that fear everything i mean it, you, it's, it sounds like a cliche but it is true that mm-hmm. everything you're looking for is on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. so get past that find help where you can do because the truth is that none of us can really go far without help we all need each other. We need connection. We need help. We need encouragement. So find yourself a community. Find yourself a mentor. Find yourself a friend. Find yourself peers that can help you to overcome the fears in that area. And just keep going. Don't stop. stop. Do not accept defeat for what you can do. You can try better. You can try smarter if you fail the first time. So just just keep going. No matter what. No matter who discourages you. No matter what says that's a horrible way of speaking oh that's a horrible idea you mm. can't do it don't believe them believe that voice in yourself that tells you you can do it and keep on going thank you wow thank you very much dr ben for taking our time to be with us it has been an incredible conversation thank you. i got to learn a lot and you know seeing you the journey you've undertaken and the progress you've made I believe that the lessons is very important to everyone out there who is going through challenges. The analogy that you gave that we are all in the same bus, it's made a lot of sense. There's no point for us to fear taking our chances in life and everyone experiences self-doubt. The only difference is action. People who we celebrate today are successful, take action, while people who are not, let their fear to hold them down. Thank you very much, Dr. Ben, for that wonderful conversation. I hope in future that we'll have more of this so that you can share more of your knowledge. But thank you so far. And I like to appreciate, appreciate the efforts for sparing us your time. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was an honor. I had a great time with you. Thank you, Thomas. Thank Always you. a pleasure. Thank you.